It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Welcome once again to Know Your Legal Rights, and I'm sitting with Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Don, and happy holidays happy to holidays you. Happy holidays to you. It is the season for sure, and I'm just grateful for a lot of things this Christmas time, and uh, thankful for you and, and all that you provide to our audience each and every week, and this program will be no exception by any means in terms of educating the audience and getting them as current as possible in 30 minutes or less. Uh, in terms of what's happening with the world, the country, legislation, the courts, etc. And today you've got a, uh, a day in the life of Michael Cohen. You've got a client who remains anonymous who has a situation with a trust. And uh, is it modifiable? Is it revocable? All those complicated things for you to teach today. So please help us out. Okay, well, I thought I would talk about this only because, first of all, it really wasn't because of a client matter, but because of, it was a recent um, court case. It okay. was actually in California, mm-hmm. and in this case, the person had a revocable trust. Okay. When a trust is revocable, it means she could always amend it. Um, you could change her mind or have different terms. But similar to a usually a will— you can't necessarily just mark things out, put your initials, and think it's necessarily good. Mm-hmm. So in this case, the trust was revocable, uh, and the person in – and this happened to be in California, but I think the same type of laws will be applicable. The person had a revocable trust, something you could always amend. And by the way, just because you have a uh, irrevocable trust, an irrevocable trust – doesn't mean that you can't go to court to modify that, and I'll tell you a story about that, which is actually is a situation that we have before us. Okay. Um, so in this case, um, a guy who was um, didn't was not married, didn't have children. He was an artistic guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a friend who came to help take care of him uh, for the last five years of his life. The friend who was dying of cancer uh, wrote to his attorney and put on a post-it note. He made some inner, you know, some markings on his trust, and he had a post-it. Here's the changes that I want. Um, and he said, it says to Bob, the attorney, thanks. Section 204 I want to change. I want to change to say this. I want this person who's staying at the home to get X percentage as opposed to someone else or having a lesser percentage. And the uh, the trustee of the, tr- of the trust, who was, by the way, was not a beneficiary, mm-hmm. went to the California court and said, Judge or judges, uh, let me have a – can we have a summary judgment to tell me what to do? 
let me tell me what we should do here because I don't know what I want to do whatever the court tells me to do. The person who lived at the home said that that was a amendment to the trust because of the interlineations and him saying uh, signing his name uh, saying make these changes Bob hmm. on a post-it one of those little yellow post-its sure wow. now he argued that in a holographic will a holographic will is a, a will it's only in writing that when you there was there have been cases if you changed your mind that was everything was in writing, that okay so you changed your mind in writing and that was okay so that's the precedent that you could change your trust the same way. All right, until <laughs> but the trust says it has to not only um, have you you can amend your trust, uh-huh. but it must be signed by you. Okay, so it must be signed by you and the amend, and okay. and. Why did he even send the changes to the attorney to make if that would have been sufficient? And not just initial. It's got to be a full it's, signature. It has to be signed. Okay. And so he had. it should have been. The fact is there was no doubt as to what the intentions were. He did want, um, you know, this other person who he's living with mm-hmm. to get 7% of the estate. Unfortunately, before those changes were made and he signed the amended trust, which he admitted one time before, by the way, and he you know, signed, it wasn't just by interlineations or by post-its, mm-hmm. he died. And so since he died mm-hmm. before that, uh, the court had to determine whether interlineations. So what is the moral here? Same thing on a will. If it's a regular, normal will, mm-hmm. if you start making scratch-outs, and put your initials and think it's like a contract, that doesn't work. The court's not going to recognize that. And it opens up a Pandora's box? And it could, well, it's, it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could very well be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the reason why I wanted to tell this story because I was concerned that sometimes you see people think that they, okay, I'm going to save on legal fees. So yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm just going to just, you know, just mark this thing out mm-hmm. and say what I want, and that'll work. This is not legal Zoom. This is legal Turbo. I'm yeah. just going to make a few uh, ch- uh, handwritten amendments, and we're set. Right. Wow. But you see, even when you have a will, and let's say you want to make a change, you have to go through the formalities. In other words, you have to be signed when you have a codicil, which is like an amendment to the will. Mm-hmm. You have it has to be uh, signed. You have to swear that you're over age 18. And that the uh, two witnesses are over age fourteen, at least mm-hmm. here in Texas, that's not the requirements. And every every state's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Texas, you have to be over age fourteen. Um, you, of course, you have to be of disposing mind and memory. You have to sign it in your presence, in the, in the presence of not only in the presence of the person signing the will, but in the pre- the two witnesses should be signing it in the presence of that person. Okay, and it should be notarized to confirm so that you could uh, now. Just because you don't have that doesn't mean it's necessarily a valid will, but you might have to show more proof. Okay. So similarly with a codicil, an amendment, you have to go through the same formalities if you don't want to have to bring the witnesses. Now, it could be that you – now, you could say, well, there's a will, there's a way, or there's a will – a lot of relatives wants to be named. (laughs) (laughs) But but the – 
the the estates code here in Texas tells you what happens if things weren't. How do you prove it up uh, if you don't have it done right? So, for example, uh, we have a case right now where there were some things in writing and some things that were typed, and we noticed that the uh, and this will was done in the 1990s. Uh, the notary signed the uh, what we call the self-proving affidavit, the thing that I just mentioned mm-hmm. that you signed in your presence, presence of each other. Okay, they're each raised of, in the air, okay. Yeah, right, right. Um, you go through, usually we go through an actual will signing ceremony. Yeah, you said. Yeah. And you use the same pen, right, so there's no doubt it wasn't done before. Right, after, right, right, right. We ink. usually have it be in blue ink, by the way, just blue because ink, okay. uh, so it's, it's harder, you know, because copying machines are so hard to tell what's an original. And you see, if it's just a mm, photocopy, smart. although a photocopy could be proven, it's per, the original is presumed to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, it, it's harder to prove a photocopy, so we try to have it in blue ink. Smart. Because uh, there's trickery out there, apparently, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh, in fact, you even we even have the initials at the bottom of each page, so nobody puts a uh, separate page in there Smart. and tries to do things. Yeah. A lot of documents don't have initials on every page. Well, it doesn't mean that it's, doesn't mean that it's not valid. But someone could say, I didn't see that page. Yeah, so the then there, that's where you laid uh, Pandora's box open again. Okay. Uh, in this case, the uh, the one I was just mentioning, the notary signed it on April 24th, 1993, but the uh, all the witnesses, the two witnesses and the testators wrote that they signed on May 24th. Nineteen ninety three. So, uh, by the way, can you think you think we, we could find those witnesses from nineteen ninety three? That yeah, the answer is we probably don't because they didn't know that the uh, the spouse uh, who's now in his nineties uh, is um, uh, saying well, I don't remember that was it drawn up at somebody's office and mm-hmm. we just signed Hoover worked there and right. I don't know those people from Adam. If they're alive. If they're alive, yeah. they could have got, if they were a female, they may have gotten remarried and had a different name. Mm. They could have moved. They right. could be disabled. Out of the country, they, right? They, it could be any number of things. Mm. So it's going to be very difficult to find them. All right, so what happens? So let's say it wasn't a valid will and you can't find a uh, one of the witnesses. Then you go into the next step. And so it says, okay, so it keeps on going these next steps. Like, all right, this is the person's, Last, um, uh, this is the handwriting. I could identify. I knew so and so. So you kind of go through these different steps. So the state's code actually tells you if this doesn't happen, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't happen, you got to do this. You know, and it kind of goes through the different ways. Uh, so there, where there is a will, there really is a way. Right. And um, uh, so yes, you have to go through, but it's more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, like. Uh, we had one where we had to find the beneficiary, and we did because you have to give a copy of the will to any beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. In this case, it shouldn't be as difficult because as there's a, a surviving spouse that gets the hundred mm-hmm. percent, um, so it's not going to be like a, a whole bunch of beneficiaries right. that you would have to locate. Um, Remind but, me not to be a trustee or an executor because that's a full time job. Sometimes these poor people, my goodness. Yeah, and so sometimes you put down one of the things you put down. And very common question is, how much can an executor be paid? Mm. Uh, uh, we find that, that we wrote an article about mm. that uh, a long time ago. And, I, you know, we write, you know, six or seven articles every month, which a lot of these things will be on our 
Uh, of course, we write these articles on our newsletter, which is on our website, which just like the podcast of these shows are. And a lot of these shows uh, are, are deal with some of the articles that we've written. You should get the newsletter, incidentally, by going to DallasElderLawyer.com. You don't have to be proactive and find the newsletter. Michael emails them out to everybody each yeah, month. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're uh-huh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, and and if not, you could also they're archived on our website, mm-hmm. so it, you could have different topics. And so even today, like on this topic, uh, on the podcast, what we're going to start doing is we're going to write down the topics, so it'll be easier for people to even see the podcast what the topic was mm-hmm. to see if it's something of concern to them. Mm-hmm. So like last week's show, we talked about transfer on death deeds mm-hmm. and gifting, and the week before we talked about uh, small estates affidavits, and mm-hmm. of course here we're talking a little bit about modification of trust, and there's different types of modification, different types of trust. We started talking about modification of a revocable trust, which you could always amend. However, you have to do what the terms of the trust say, and Mm -hmm. the trust said it has to be um, not only um, you have to make the changes, but it has to be signed, in this particular case, signed by the person who – and delivered to the trustee. Well, the trustee had it because he was the own, his own trustee. Mm-hmm. It was no doubt as to the intentions to make the – as we said earlier in the show, there was a handwritten delineations and a post-it, which the California court said that wasn't sufficient because the terms of the trust said it had to be signed by the person who set up the trust. And that they didn't consider the interlineations uh, and the instructions to be a signature. Oh, wow! And so the court said that why would you why would you why would you be even if if that were sufficient why did you send it to the attorney to begin with? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So you although so you have to do the right thing. A lot of times you just just do it a minute and restate trust. No big deal. But this case, he just happened to die too soon. Now, same thing. Um, uh, you know, but even irrevocable trust can be modified at times. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, I want to talk more about that. I have a few questions. You've already set the table for many of them with uh, the first part of this program. Um, certainly listeners have more questions, too, about what you've talked about today or your own specific circumstances. And the thing you want to do is to attend Michael's next workshop, which is Saturday, December the 28th at 10 o'clock which is Thursday, January the 23rd at 1 o'clock. And the best way to do that is to go to Michael's website, in my opinion. A lot of people just go to websites more than ever to check the personnel, check their the individual services that they provide, etc. And this one, this workshop from Michael is DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com, to sign up for his next workshop, which you should attend because it's free. It's a workshop because it's interactive, it's face-to-face, it's live. Michael can demonstrate his expertise on the spot, which will wow you. It's been wowing me for five years. He's terribly current, terribly comprehensive, and I think um, you'll get your questions pretty well answered as best he possibly can in that short period of time. And Michael, what else goes on at that workshop for their knowledge? Well, we just ask people, what do you want to know? And it could be anything. It could be... Some people ask about wills. Some people ask about trust. Some people ask about powers of attorneys. Some people ask about Medicaid. Some people ask about vet, veterans benefits. Some people ask about special needs trust. Some people, it goes, whatever it is that's important to you. Some people say, well, how, what's going to happen in 2020? What's going to, you know, whatever it is, they'll just ask different questions. We never know the questions that are going to be asked. So each workshop is different. 
you can, it, so in other words, it's not just a it's an interactive we, uh, situation. It's not just a talking head. Right. We say, what is it you want to know? You ask your questions. We write them on a board. You'll see what the questions are of others, and you're going to learn a lot. So basically, uh, all you have to do to attend that free estate planning essentials workshop, which is not only free but no obligation at all, is to call us at 214-720-0102-214-720-0102, or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. And if you do sign up, um, not only do you um, uh, get those two free hours on seeing what questions you want to know about estate planning or any other topics. Government assistance. Yeah, any of those other things that we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also get a free vision meeting if you should so choose. Mm-hmm. That's a free, what, an additional free hour meeting where we could talk about what your individual situation is and see if your goals are being met. If you're whatever it may be, if it's a love letter to your family by the in the form of a will or a trust, or if it's dealing with public benefits or whatever. So we see whatever it is that you want to know, and we hopefully answer those questions the way to let you know what your options might be. Um, and uh, who should add, one other thing that I should mention, of course, is the free KAAM coffee mug, <clears throat> which is the reason why I think Many people really go. It's, it's no, you, you know, don't. it's that Christmas. Yeah, I, I you don't think, think that. Well, they like it's the Christmas stocking stuffer that yes. everybody has been clamoring for. Um, you know, and we've had new over the years. We've had changes in models and styles. It's mm-hmm. kind of like cars or or <laughs> something else. Uh, uh, you want the latest model. Right. So last year that was the red and white one. Uh, now it's red and blue and white. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all American. Who could ask for anything more? See, here's the problem with this. And Michael and I have been doing this show for many years now and i've only told him twice now michael that's not true the first thing is that the cowboys are going to win the super bowl <laughs> we know that's not true there's no way the cowboys are winning the super bowl and then secondly that they come primarily for the kwam coffee mug. i appreciate the promotion i appreciate your affection and how much how enamored you are with the coffee <laughs> mugs but they're very very nice they're red white and blue they got the god country texas logo on it but they're not just coming for that. They're coming for the education and your expertise and assistance. So please bear that in mind. One other thing that um, we want to start to change and just sharing with the audience, I just sitting here while Michael was promoting our coffee mugs, Googled Michael Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, C-O-H-E-N Dallas, and bang, uh, elder law, Michael Cohen came up immediately. And the one thing that caught my eye, Michael, and this is, again, I just did this impromptu 30 seconds ago, was that on the right-hand side of the uh, the Google search, you have uh, Michael B. Cohen Associates in that small block, which allows you to go to the website, gives the address. And lo and behold, six Google reviews, all five stars. Well, what do you know about that? And I don't mean to embarrass you, but that does not surprise me. I'd be stunned, if not outraged, it was anything less than that. And I think that's awfully impressive. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank just, you. No, I mean, I mean, it's not, you know... There's all, you know, we get the, we don't, whatever, we're, we're appreciative of those who uh, have, you know, given us those, those uh, good ratings. Well, look at your 4.5 on Facebook as I'm scrolling down. Five stars again with Avo, AVVO.com. Uh, five again, lawyers.com. My goodness, 
I've never done this before. I never thought I had to, and I don't. But this is stellar, and I'm really impressed. So congratulations, you deserve it. And this is another reason why people should attend the next workshop. Again, DallasElderLawyer.com if you're sitting and not driving. If you're driving, you know, Michael Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, Dallas, and then you can sign up that way. Uh, We've got about eight minutes, Michael, and I want to ask you something in general we haven't talked about yet. But in general terms, um, you have taught us over the years What's critical? All right, so this guy decided to amend his will. Trust. What's that? It's trust. trust. It's estate plan in general with in handwriting. Process off, not initial that, do initial that, sign it, don't sign it. But it seems like today it's fair that judges are really looking at intent. Well, in this case, it's really kind of strange because the intent was clear. The in, and this is why you you leave it to chance when you don't finish up something. Mm-hmm. The intent was clear. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he really did want the seven percent to go to the uh, person who took care of him the last five years of his life. However, he didn't comply with the terms of the trust, mm. which it had to be signed. And and so even though he uh, wrote to his letter attorney uh, a letter and put something on a post-it, that wasn't, the the intent was there, but it didn't comply with the terms of the trust. So why leave it to chance? Why leave it to chance? He was trying to do the right thing. He just didn't get around. He just died too quickly. So, which goes also to show you, he'd, he'd gone on a trip. He knew he was sick. You know, as the new year comes upon us, we don't know what tomorrow brings. He had a warning. He, that's why he was trying to make a change. But we don't know if somebody's going to, quite frankly, have a stroke. Yep. We don't know if you're going to have a car accident. Mm-hmm. We might think, you know, when you're young, you're an invincible. But I tell you what, when my oldest turned 18, my younger one's not 18 yet, but when my eldest turned 18, elder, I guess, turned 18, um, I had her do all these different types of documents. Mm-hmm. And you say, why? I mean, because bad things could happen to some people even at 18. Exactly. And so we want to have the ability to to do different types of things uh, that just that, to give the flexibility for planning uh, if bad things should occur. My father Not, says that uh, he told me yesterday or t- uh, Thursday, he said, and he's 82 years old, what scares him the most is young, teenage, I, I shouldn't say girls, but this is what he said, Driving the cars, texting while they're driving, it scares him to death. And we're all a lot more reckless when we're younger. So no one's safe. No one's invulnerable. You know, I agree. Uh, I, was, I went to a law school reunion. Actually, we were t- I was talking to a guy about, um, it, we were talking about the use of robotics, you know, how there's going to be the, uh, you know, self there's cars that'll be driving for you right it actually might be safer mm-hmm. because they're robots just like radar You're they right. know exactly where to go that's a good point i thought about that you know like we we talk about these missiles what our military might have and they could go right to that spot from right. who knows how far away mm-hmm. well what if you had cars like that mm-hmm. our so whole you, dynamics you, you, of what we're going to be thinking about in the future about uh, how you know a lot of times elderly 
who I often represent, uh, are concerned about loss of the car because of independence. But what happens if they could have the use of driverless cars, Uber or whatever, could have these services at a lot cheaper rates? How will it affect the car industry? Are we going to do something? Is that going to create too many? uh, It gets into loss of jobs. Is it going to be, is our society and technology changes? Just like on estate planning, we have to deal with digital assets. That's not something that people even think about. Was it on the radar screen however many years ago? Um, Well, anyway, I know you're talking about, you're right about the cell phones. My wife, I I love her to death, but it drives me crazy when she's driving on Central Expressway uh, texting, you know? Almost all of us do it. I, I say almost. I don't do that. <laughs> right, and you're smart. Um, I do sometimes, I admit it, and it's, it's crazy, and shame on me, uh, and you're at the wrong place in the wrong time, and you're doing that. All it takes is two seconds for someone to shoot out in front of you and you not see because you're texting or even looking at your phone. I mean, the same. a lot of times the most... You know, the big, a lot of times because of human error, it's usually somebody's turning the radio or doing something else with their hands or not being in t- having attention. So we don't know what tomorrow brings. That's why planning becomes important if you love your family. You should do things while you can. Here it is, the New Year. I always do New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And so I write, these are the things I want to do this coming year now. I know my wife thinks I'm crazy, but a lot of times you actually accomplish those goals when you write them and put them down to writing. Mm-hmm. I think, quite frankly, if, if people don't have planning, mm-hmm. if they love their family, well, maybe they should consider all the different types of things that they could do to make sure that things go the way they want, protect your family, whether whatever the issues may be, mm-hmm. if you're concerned about somebody getting divorced or somebody getting sued or that how the things pass or if somebody's disabled or somebody's a minor or if somebody, you know, has long-term care needs or needs to, may need assisted living or they may have beginnings of dementia or whatever, you should do different things that you can to protect those people mm-hmm. the way you want. And all you have to do is call that uh, 214-720-0102. Uh, telephone number to go to the free estate planning essentials workshop. Uh, that's 214-720-0102 or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. Or just Google Michael Cohen, C-O-H-E-N Dallas. Pops right up. Uh, incredible ratings, uh, but not surprising at all. The next workshop is Saturday, December the 28th at 10 o'clock. The next workshop is Thursday, January 23rd at 1 o'clock. Go to DallasElderLawyer.com or Google Michael Cohen, Dallas. Michael Cohen, thank you, sir. Thank you. Happy holidays. A leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770 KAAM for six years, 
Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today.